Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? God, I feel like the beginning of every podcast probably sounds the same. It does, but I think what people maybe don't realize is like we have since COVID hit, we don't record at our studio anymore and we just record over this app and it's almost like a phone call. And we have to, like, hear each other out to make sure the sound is okay and the connection's good before we really dive into it. Because we've recorded some episodes that we've just had to completely start over because everything's wonky. It's really – I think, honestly – I'm going to move a little bit. I think where I sit and record doesn't have, like, um, great Wi-Fi. So I'm going to try it a little bit different this time because we've had some – weird recordings in the past Ooh, okay i'm here for that mm-hmm. um yeah yeah we're on an app so yeah so it just is-, is a little bit different than what we originally used to and yeah so i still I'm- feel like i'm actually talking on the phone with you i like forgot for a second i was like oh nobody cares that i have to move because my wi-fi is bad <laughs> i was no. like I'm not actually on the phone with Haley right this second. I'm recording a podcast. Uh, we usually do always like call each other though beforehand so that we at least have an idea of what we're diving into. And I'm actually really excited for today's conversation. I am too. Um, so Haley was the one who kind of prompted this conversation. I would have literally never, ever thought to talk about this. Um, it is a little bit more of a serious conversation. I'm not even going to say trigger warnings because grow up, but (laughs) like I we're if if you're listening to this, you probably do hair or are interested in hairstylists. So like, this is just our life. We talk about wacky stuff all day. Yeah. Um, And I feel like we have like our podcast listeners are like in it. You know what I mean? Like they are like our friends, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I don't even need to tell anybody to grow up because they're here for it. Yeah. 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 Um, so Haley and I were talking yesterday and she was like, I want you, if you're comfortable to share like this kind of story about yourself because you don't talk about it that much. I guess it's not so much a story, but, um, it's just, we're just going to kind of talk about my journey with, and I hate saying this word so much, but with mental health issues, because, um, I know Haley's told me that she had like a very specific, like what the hell moment. The first time that she realized, or I told her that, um, I definitely have had, I don't even want to say have had, I'm medicated. I'm I guess we'll just start at the beginning. I'm like clinically diagnosed with um, clinical depression and um, generalized anxiety disorder. So all that means is that for me, since I was 14, I've always struggled with um, mostly depression, but at times a lot more like real serious panic disorder. Um, And I've always been able to 
I don't, I don't want to say able. I'm just really, I feel really, really lucky. And I think the reason I don't talk about this so much is because I do feel kind of like the exception and not the rule and that I have a great family doctor, um, who has always been willing and kind of stuck by my side through like any changes in my, um, mental health. And I have a family that's really open about it. Um, my mom has this similar kind of struggles. My sisters struggled at times and, um, my grandma, my mom's mom was, um, she was probably born in like the 1920s and grew up in a time when, um, she didn't have any access to help and she wasn't allowed to talk about it. And my mom watched her struggle, uh, growing up and while my mom was growing up. And I think that really, um, shaped how my mom approached me when it, um, when it came time to kind of have that talk or my mom was maybe seeing that in me because I think my mom really wanted to make sure that I knew that, um, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with me. It's, it's all just chemistry and science. And, um, my mom was so cool. She would always talk about, you know, any mental health struggle or, um, like I guess episode or long-term situation that you're having. She was like, you know, this is all, this is all health related. So it would be like, if a diabetic would just try to talk themselves out of needing insulin, she's like, it doesn't make sense. Like if you medically need something long-term, long-term, short-term, whatever, you know, like you, you have to get the help for that. And then, you know, move on from there. If you don't want to be on, if you develop diabetes because of bad eating habits, you know, you can always turn that around, but like you have to keep yourself alive Right. So, um, you know, the mind is very powerful, but there are certain things that you just can't talk your body. Yourself out of. Yeah, your body out of. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, um, I think it's funny, Haley, too, how you were like, I don't think you've had a lot of, I think in your, in families, you either have, um, you have experience with it or you don't because it is. I truly believe that any mental health issue is usually somewhat um, genetically passed down. So I think Mm -hmm. there's certain families, my husband's family is a perfect example. You know, he didn't have any experience at all with people like me. So it was incredibly hard for him when we first got together because he just did not understand what was going on with me. Um, Yeah. Well, and that's the experience that I have, right? I, to my knowledge, nobody in my family has anxiety, depression, anything like that. So it has always been something that I do not understand. Um, and I, I never know how and what's appropriate to ask questions about or, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm, I have a hard time sometimes with being empathetic. Like it's something that I struggle with. Like I, like I know that about myself. Um, and two things that I don't understand, right? Like it's easy to empathize and whatever 
when it's something that directly relates to you, but especially something like that. Like I, I just don't understand mental health stuff. And so I have a lot of people within the last few years that have come into my life who have been very open about their mental health struggles. And it's really shed light on it for me. And it's been a cool experience to kind of see how they navigate that. But one of the things about you that I just, we had this moment in the salon where you were doing my hair and so casually, and I don't even remember what you said or how you said it, but it was something like, oh yeah, like my mental health and that you were medicated. And I was like, Hannah, what? Like, what are you talking about? You're like, no, you're normal. Stop it. Well, I, and I mean this in the biggest compliment and you guys, like, I, need, I feel like I need to say this before I continue. I genuinely like understanding people, and I like hearing people's journeys and their stories. And so I don't want anything that I say or ask to come across as insensitive or, like, anything like that. Because it it is, like I said, just something that I genuinely have a hard time wrapping my mind around because it is something so foreign to me when I give I give you the free pass this is a safe space we're talking specifically I mean everyone's um like I said this is all just you know body chemistry that people doctors don't even understand yet and everyone's just trying to do their best to live their life so you know we're talking specifically about you know my journey and your experiences with just you know, people you love. So like I free range to talk about whatever Haley, because it's not like, um, I just you're not, yeah, it's okay. I know. I just don't want to say something that, that you're going to just, and I know you wouldn't, but like that people are like, dude, you're an asshole. Like you're such a dick for even saying that. So I just want to clear that air. You guys, like, I genuinely don't mean it that way. Um, but the thing that stood out to me about Hannah when she told me that I had absolutely no idea and what I respect so much for her is she has never used it as like she's never been a victim to it at least in front of me or to me like she's like no no no, I have it but like I deal with it and it's never been an excuse that she falls on when shit's going sideways and I think that's what shocked me so much was that I was like how could I have no idea? Because I think everybody that I do know, and I I don't want to generalize, but like, it's, they're very open about it to the point where like, oh no, anxiety or whatever, like blah, 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 where you've never once brought that up. Like, yeah, I'm having a hard day, but it's never been like, I'm so anxious. I'm so whatever. So it just took me by surprise. And it just, I respect you so much because whatever you're doing to deal with it girl my meds are working that's what's up (laughs) (laughs) I just really respect that you're not a victim of your circumstance and I think you guys know how I feel about any type of victim mentality I think we all can choose any single thing in our lives right like to be a victim to it if we want to and you have chosen to like not do that It is a part of who you are. It's a part of your life, but you do not let it run your life. And that is something that speaks 
just volumes to me about who you are. And I don't know, I just wanted to dive into that. And for you to share, like, was it always like that for you? Were you always just so like, aware and able to handle it? I know you said your mom just talks so much about it. So maybe that's where it started for you. Like, because yeah. I don't feel like that's maybe common in that space. And again, I could be wrong. This I'm not going to keep backpedaling and apologizing. If you guys no, don't, no, no. don't know my heart at now, by now, like, I hope yeah. you guys know. Well, and I mean, just me being who I am and you, I mean, even just wanting to have this conversation and like support me and like applaud me for just being me. It, I mean, that shows your, your character. But I think, um, Hannah, like your approach and how how you have like owned it and taken it I think it could be really helpful to people and that's that's I guess what I want this conversation to be like if you are somebody that is struggling with anxiety depression other mental health things that I probably have no idea even what they are like I I want this to be something that gives you inspiration or um just to know that And see how, like, what Hannah's doing that is clearly, like, working so well for her and just that there's hope, I guess. I don't know. I just think this could be so helpful to so many people. Yeah. No, I, I'm, i like, happy to share. And I'm, um, like I said, I applaud you for being an outsider who, instead of being, like, judgmental, you, like, found... Um, you know, you found me to be a good example of someone who hasn't become like the bitch of, of, um, you know, like mental struggle or, um, depression or anxiety. And I've like, just lived, I made depression, anxiety, my bitch. So, um, you really have though. And that's so, it's, it's seriously so inspiring. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, so kind of to answer your question, there was a couple of things um, to pull it back just a little bit. I think, like I said, I'm not going to say this again, but I do want to, I think it's worth repeating. Everyone's um, journey or struggle at any point in their life, you know, with any type of mental health stuff, whether it's um, ingrained in them and probably will be a part of them long-term like mine, or maybe it's just, like I said earlier in episode or like kind of some, um, breakthrough depression or anxiety. It's, it's all very, um, it can be circumstantial and it can be brought on by, um, you know, outside situations, or it can be, you know, just kind of like me in your DNA or genetics or whatever. Um, but it's all very individual and it's everyone's is completely different. So I'm not at all speaking for everyone. Um, yeah, everyone. Right. However, um, I think honestly, the reason I don't even give it like, okay, first of all, there's two types of people. There's people who, who talk about and throw around like anxiety, depression, whatever it is, way too fucking much. And it gives people like me and other people who, you know, like don't want to make it, don't want to put it on the main stage of their life. Not because I'm fucking embarrassed of it at all, but because it's not my focus in life. Right. Um, it, 
it kind of gives things almost a bad a bad rap because it's like this is a real thing but like don't it's I don't know it's just a victim mentality like you said so I think um you know there's lazy people that are healthy and there's lazy people that are have mental health issues and there's there's lazy people everywhere and so sometimes I think when people have mental health issues um they use it as an excuse because they're lazy and I have certainly been that person like um and I'm not proud of that and you know I still have days where I really really struggle but I don't I don't stay in that place and I I don't like that and I don't wallow in that um and I, I do think I am, I am really blessed to be able to like, not like that feeling. And I think some people who, um, who've experienced anxiety or depression, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like some new experience they've had that they like want to tell the world about because it's like, they've heard about it before, but like now they've experienced it. Whereas I've it's like a part, it's like so far in me and like a part of me that like, <clears throat> I don't even feel it's worth talking about because, um, I was, when I was 13 and 14, I was like suicidal. Like I was in a lot of pain. Um, now can and, I, can I ask you a question about this? Yeah. When you were suicidal, were you open about that with your mom? Um, you know, I don't, I, I told her I was like, so my mom always calls it blue. So my mom's like, if you're feeling blue, like you got to tell me. And that's like her way of being like, in like, if you're in that dark place, so okay. that's like what we call, call it in my family. So, um, I think I went to my mom probably seventh seventh, eighth grade and was like, Hey, like I've been blue for like a while now. And and depression, from my understanding, is, you know, everybody gets sad and gets down. But depression is just a very um, different, dark, hopeless place. Like, it's – you – for me, I mean, I just had no – there was no reason for me to do anything. Right. Like, literally, it's just – you lose all motivation. There's no joy. And it's frustrating because it's – you know. Like, you can – there's a part of you that can see, like, I'm like, okay, I'm just like a white kid living in America who has, you know, a family who loves me. There's absolutely no reason for me to feel like this, but you can't talk yourself out of feeling like that. Right. So it's just this very dark place where you don't understand why you feel like that, but you can't make it go away either. Right. Um, which is even more frustrating, you know, because then you feel like you don't have control. Right. So, yeah, I went to my mom. I don't know if I was like, hey, mom, I literally feel hopeless. <clears throat> but I was definitely open with her about it. So um, I we went to a family doctor. That I tried a couple different um, medications at first. So we kind of went through that, that struggle and that... Um, <laughs> that bumpy process of like figuring out what's going to work for you. And, you know, maybe you just need somebody to talk to. Right. Um, or, or maybe there's some big, 
you know, that's what's so neat about psychiatry and psychology is that, you know, if I, w- if I had some big underlying issue, if I was getting like beat up at school or, um, you know, abused in some other way that I would be able to tell someone that, and then we could work on that. But mine was just truly, um, you know, it's just chemistry. So, um, 13, 14, 15, we kind of figured out what was going on with me. I didn't have actually any anxiety at that time. Okay. Uh, mine was just truly, oh my gosh, it was just, oh, it's the worst feeling. Um, just hopelessness, pure hopelessness. Okay. Um, Can I ask you another question? Yeah. So when you say like you felt hopeless, you felt suicidal, like were you like thinking about how to hurt yourself or was it just like, I don't want to be here? Like I've never, I've never felt like that. And so this is like the part where I have such a hard time understanding what what even those thoughts are um, that somebody would express. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Um, so I, th- I think in the culture that we live in now, this has almost become like a, like a, um, it's almost like a Humpty Dumpty, like a, a fair, or not a fairy tale, but like a, a children's like riddle that like, so people have made up this story about like what it feels like, but I, I don't think that that story is ne- necessarily true. So um, I did, I was, I was a cutter. So I would like, just like, just make scratches and stuff on my arm mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with like safety pins and stuff like that. But like nothing really, like I wasn't trying to actually like cut my arm. I was, thank God, not a child who, um, ever made a plan and that's like a very specific indicator as far as depression um and suicide so there's like several stages I think three or four stages of like um I guess suicide or suicidal thoughts or um planning and I never I like got I would always get to the point where like I was almost (laughs) so depressed I couldn't even like think of a way to end my life like it was that was too much I was just absolutely drained and like hopeless that's the only word that I can ever think of okay um so I never had a plan but I oh but like living at like that dark murky corner of the pond is just like so it's it's physically painful, but like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's feels like hell. Like it's just a dark place and you feel ashamed too, because you know, like from the outside, like nothing is like, I know by looking at me, like people are like, what? Like, why, why would you feel like that? And even I was like, you know, self-aware enough to be like, why do I feel like this? Like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I like get out of this? So Um, and throughout the years I've discovered too, a lot of our minds are really powerful and whether, whether your, um, chemistry is like, you know, balanced and good and all your receptors are firing and doing everything beautifully and balanced. Um, 
the mind is still very powerful and like the thoughts that we have and, and the um our ways of thinking are always a choice to an extent so like mm-hmm. as i was you know kind of going through that point in my life from i would say 13 to now um i've been able to do some things that have kind of helped me have helped like aid in I only I take one medication I take for anyone listening that has mental health issues um Lexapro is what I take and I take the lowest dose of it and it's it's for both anxiety and depression um but it's a pretty you take it every day yes so it's a pretty serious med too there's only two doses of it so it's like already kind of a high dose med um okay. and Yes, I take that every single day. So, um, but alongside of that, I do work really, really, really hard. My husband knows this to, to like, number one, be self-aware and number two, like understand what thoughts are going through my head and how I have control over those and, Mm -hmm. um, and how that can change and help like the way I feel, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I do think what you, to answer your question from earlier. So I do think that my, my mom being very open and having that discussion with me at a young age was probably, um, or is probably the reason that I don't make it my life focus now. Um, Mm. because I understood from a young age that this was something that I could be facing it's not cute. It's not, um, something to revel in. It's not, it's, it's not a commercial you watch on TV. Like this is a real life thing that, you know, may happen to you. I want you to know if you feel like this, this, and this, then you need to tell me. And that was just a conversation, you know, my mom had. So I, I think that I, because it didn't sneak up on me, and didn't take me by surprise and um, wasn't ever like a cute little pet I I got to pull out and, you know, talk about or bring to show and tell. Like, it was just something that I dealt with, you know? Um, yeah. I think sometimes people do I, – I don't know. Everyone's journey is so different. Um but yeah, it's just, it's been a part of me. And so it's almost like I, I, earlier I was like, it's like my middle name. Like it's a part of me. It's not going anywhere, but like, I would never meet someone for the first time and be like, my middle name's Rachel. You know what I mean? Like I, it's just not of importance. And I am also aware that everyone has their own stuff, whether it's like, you know, family stuff that was brought on that wasn't mental health stuff. It was just, you know, family dynamics or whether, um, whatever, like everybody has something, right? Right. right. I mean, there's those weird people who don't have middle names, but. <laughs> <laughs> or some, so true. some people who have two, I actually like that better. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, to me, it's like a birth name. It's just like, this is, what you were given, you can, you know, do, do what you will with it. But like, 
it was just something that didn't it number one it didn't sneak up on me it it you know it was a part of my identity and it was not ever something that I was either ashamed of or thought was like cool so mm-hmm. it was just a fact it was like my middle name like it was like you know this is it's just who I am it's not like it's whatever. So I think other people have very different, um, you know, experiences with it. If it, you know, if any type of mental health issue happens to you later in life, I think that honestly is a little bit harder, but I also feel like it's not because you're an adult Yeah, and you should know how to deal with things better. But, um, for me, it was just like, okay, this is a fact of life. If you feel this way, then these are the steps we take. We go talk to, you know, a trusted doctor. We um, use science to help, you know, balance you back out so that you can get back on the road and live a normal life. Right. It it wasn't like, oh, shit, now we have to move, you know, to this place and now you have to live here forever. It was like, no, we're going to take this little detour, stop on the side of the road, do what we have to do, fix the flat tire and get back to work, you know? Yeah. So, and I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't been that smooth. Um, I struggled a lot when I was pregnant with both my kiddos because you can't take these kinds of meds um, typically when you're pregnant. I know some people do, um, but that that was hard being pregnant's just hard in general, but, um, well, I don't know. Some people love it. Yeah. Not me. <clears throat> me neither. No offense, Ava. I know. I was like, sitting in here listening. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, love, love my babies, but being pregnant was hard. Um, so that was something. And then I think anytime, particularly with women, I think anytime you have hormone changes, um, and I truly be- believe that for whatever reason, um, however science does its thing, you know, in our bodies, <clears throat> that my depression was definitely brought on right around the time of puberty. So I do think there was, um, you know, some some hormonal uh, things going on there. Um, do you think that played in played a factor? in it or is yeah. that a question yeah okay. yeah yeah I I I think tr- I mean this is just my experience I think true clinical depression um is not even like I I don't think that your body or your brain is actually developed enough to to like experience it before you get your hormones going around puberty like I just, Mm. it's, it's kind of like the loss of the imagination in ways. So like your mind just, I don't know, it it becomes kind of spiritual for me to talk about this too, because I think about like, you become more self-aware, you, your consciousness like kind of elevates and then your mind's opened up in a different way. Like, you know, remember the first time when you were little, when you were like, um, like we're all going to die one day. Like that's like a, yeah. that's like, I, re- I remember thinking that when I was like maybe 12, like, oh my gosh, like you realize like 
every single person that's born is going, it has a life and they like die. And that's like this massive thought that you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, (laughs) that's the world, you know? Um, So I think your mind starts changing in ways around puberty. And like I said, I have no idea what the science is behind this, but from my experience, there was a huge shift um, right around the time, you know, I started my period and, and really got that first big rush of hormones. Yeah. And so I think the same thing happened with um, my pregnancies. I felt actually good after I had Millie. There was a couple years where I was not on anything. I was, um, I don't know. I was working out a lot, which helped. And I just felt pretty balanced. I would have like some low spots, but it wasn't enough that I was like, I should go see my doctor. Um, and then was it, hold on. I have to ask Derek because I don't remember this. Okay. I have a funny story to tell you about the first time Derek and I were together and I had an anxiety, um, attack like with him and he has Uh absolutely no experience with mental health like this so he was literally like has this bitch lost her mind like he's like (laughs) i don't know what is happening we were in walmart was this before after i had mikey Uh, Uh, are you sure okay so this was before i even had mikey so i took back the whole thing about me being mentally stable after I had Amelia, <laughs> um, we were in Walmart and or Kroger, wherever, and we were shopping for groceries. And I had a Haley. When I say full, I mean a full basket of like cart of groceries. Okay? okay, like we were at the end of our shop, ready to ring out, and like for whatever reason, I mean, I wish I knew why. Um. I just have this massive panic attack, like massive. And for me, panic attacks felt like uh, my heart heart would race. I was convinced I was going to have a heart attack. Literally, I was like, you know, 25 and super healthy or 26 or whatever. And like, I'm not even, I was like 23 at this point. But every single time it happened to me, I was like, it's been a good life, but it's over. I'm going to like just fall over dead right now because my heart would just be out of my chest and it's just the most awful feeling in the whole world. You just feel like life is ending, but like for no reason. And it's very scary too. Anxiety is super scary because it happens usually pretty quickly Mm. and without warning. Okay. Um, and you like, it's just the worst feeling. It's like riding down the highway on a motorcycle with no helmet without being in control of the the motorcycle you know it's just like this could end at any point that's how you feel so (laughs) I like literally freeze I'm I have I'm pushing the cart in the grocery store and I freeze and Derek's like looking around at stuff we I think we were back by like I don't know we're like in the electronics or something yeah and Derek said that's exactly where we were and he's like (laughs) looking around at stuff and he like glances over at me and he's like babe are you okay I was like, no, we have to go right now. And he was like, what? And I was like, right now. And I just, I just turned and I was like, you need to hold, you need to like, hold on to me. 
And he like grabbed my arm and we just left the store with like all the groceries in the car. Like, and here's Derek thinking, damn it. We just spent two hours grocery shopping and now we're leaving. (laughs) We haven't, we didn't even get anything. We wasted all this time shopping for. And like, and I'm like walking out of the store with this crazy bitch. Like what is happening? And he's like, are you okay? Like, what do I do? Do you want me to call like, no one and I'm like nope nope we just gotta go so like we get to the car and he is just like he's just like you tell me what to do like I, I have no idea what's happening right now and I was like I have to go home I was like I just have to go home and so I had like some self-soothing um you know ways of kind of calming myself down at the time but that was when I was like I have to get back on my meds because like as a nor as a person I, I can still see the ridiculousness of this. Like, I've always been able to be really self-aware about, like, how ridiculous this is. Like, if you can't get up out of bed or if you can't do normal things like go to work or grocery shop because of, you know, something out of your control that's going on inside of you, like, get help. Don't live your life like that. That's dumb. Like, that's to me, I'm like, that's that's dumb. Like, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. And also, it's yeah. like, you're just like what are you gonna do just lay there all day you know what I mean it's like you just get help there's help like our ancestors have not worked this hard to make us in 2021 you know be here with all this help at our fingertips like I just always think how disappointed like my ancestors would be if they're like damn it we like died in wars and like (laughs) you know had babies that died young and like just to get you to this place where right you could be in this civilized society with like all this help like don't sit around and waste it you know yeah um so anyways Derek stuck with me and he was like yeah I think you should get some help so um but soon after I got pregnant with Mikey and then I had to go back off my meds again so anyways after Mikey I was I was a mess um and I, I think some of that is is from the hormonal shifts that happen when you have children. Yeah. So same thing with puberty. Um, I think things changed a little bit. And so pretty quickly after I had Mikey, I, I got back in with my doc and was like, hey, um, I'm feeling kind of down again. And so, yeah, long story short, they put me on – um, my depression medication, which was awesome, kind of got me through that, but they weren't effectively treating me for my anxiety. Cause it was, like I said, that kind of creeped up on me later. Um, and so I, I got to the point where I was 27 and I was, I was convinced like I had a heart issue and that I was going to have a heart attack at any second. So my doctor, which is so funny, he's like, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to go ahead and send you to a cardiologist and we're going to get your heart checked out. Like knowing nothing's wrong with my heart. Right. Right. So I like go to this cardio. I was like, thank God. He's like referring me to the right doctor. I'm, I'm going to figure this out once and for all. I go to a cardiologist. They do an EKG on me. Um, they're literally like, just not even amused with me because I'm like in good shape and my heart's like perfect because I'm like 27 and they're like, congratulations, you have the most perfect heart on earth. And you still have to go to the doctor after you get your reading back for that. 
Okay. I was like, that's what they think. Wait till the doctor sees the results. So I like get with his doctor. He literally like, I'm sitting in, you know, a room with a doctor. He like walks up to me and he's like, uh, yeah, your heart's fine. Like stay on your meds kid pretty much. And I was like, oh man. So I go back to my regular doctor. He's like, so you got like your cardiology results and, um, yeah, you just need to go on some anxiety medication because this is not, there's nothing wrong with your heart, but anxiety will elevate your heart rate significantly and like kind of trick you into like, it throws you in a fight or flight mode. So like your body's constantly yeah. in this space where like you think it's life or death and it's not. Um, so then that's when I had like, I have like a emergency, um, anti-anxiety medication that I literally never take but I have it Mm. so um honestly it's pretty much just Benadryl because if anybody's taking Benadryl you just get sleepy yeah like that it just it just makes you sleepy okay um (laughs) that's what it feels like to me at least so my heart was fine my doctor adjusted my meds a little bit and um knock on wood. I don't even want to say knock on wood because life's just always changing, but I've been pretty even Steven since, um, you know, Mikey was two or three and Mikey's okay. ten, 10 now. But, um, <clears throat> so that's my story. Now I do want to touch on like your kind of feelings about it because oddly enough, I feel like we kind of have the same view on it. Whereas, um, I think people do use it as an excuse, like I said. And I hate to say people are lazy, but, like, I think people use it as a reason to, like, roll over and, like, just be lazy and give up sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think because it was just such a part of me, that was, like, never an option. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not just going to, like, not work or, like, not have – meaningful experiences in life you know right um so I don't know I I do think it's something that has made me dig a little bit deeper than some people like as far as push through and like be have success or have um I don't know relationships that are are healthy but I've but it's possible, you know, like I'm certainly an example of that, I think. And, um, it just, it just takes self-awareness and it takes like the will to be like, this is a part of me, but it's like, not me. Yeah. And I guess, so that maybe is part of my question, right? Like, is that the difference that some people just make it a part of them that they, wallow in and that they live in I think some people make it their identity okay whereas I just made it you know what I mean like it it, going back to the name analogy like if this was my middle name okay well it's not my full name my full name is you know Hannah Rachel Davis like so without one of those names that isn't my complete name so it's like it's just a part of the equation, but it's not the equation. And I am 
it's it's a small part of me too and it's not a part of me that I like that is like a cute little pet that I like you know rub its belly every night like I'm like no fuck you I know you're here you're part of me and I can't necessarily like make you go away but I'm not gonna like give it treats or like nurture it you know well I think that's what just shocked me the most like most of the time when somebody has those things like it's something that they make sure that you're very aware of and so and not that there's anything wrong with that right like there's a lot of people like that you know like mm-hmm. vegans everybody knows everybody that's a vegan or like they're true you know what i mean or like crossfitters like you know if they do crossfit right yep. and mm-hmm. so i <laughs> i'm laughing cuz it's so true it's it's, it's, so, it's the identity it's, that people take on yeah Yes. Okay. That's such a great way to phrase it. And I think you just like explained that. And I think there are, okay, this is just me talking out of my ass. So you guys take this for what it is and whatever. Like there are healthy identities that we can take on, right? And there are unhealthy identities that we can take on, correct? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think you blew my mind because it, Maybe it was a part of your identity, Hannah, but like it was never a part of your identity that you like leaned heavily on to say, place like a reason that you don't do something or that like, I don't know. I don't know how to articulate what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, I get what you're um, saying. I'm very neutral about it. I think, which, yes. is, which is odd to people because I neither, um, I neither love it nor hate it. It's just, it is a fact to me. So it's like anything else that like, it's like your shoe size. I'm not going to be like, Haley, I wear a nine and a half. I really think that you should know that. And like, I have a really hard time like fitting in other people's shoes because like they're sixes and I'm a nine and a half. Like, it's like, it's just, it's, it's a function and structure of who I am, but it, it doesn't mean anything. Like, my shoe size or my anything like it's not worth mentioning to me because it's not yeah it's not like I I think this is what I don't manipulate it to get what I want yes and like I think it makes me think of which this is not even remotely on the same scale right but like this makes me relate it back in my life a little bit like I was a teen mom right Mm -hmm. and like that's a part of my story for sure. It's a part of who I am, but you can either like let that story or that not even story that like part of who you are make you better. Or it can, you could like be a victim of it. Right. Like I could have been like, well, I'm a, I'm a teen mom. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways you can spin that and, and like how, that affects your life. And so I think that's what I really have just admired you for, that it's a part of your story. It's a part of who you are, but it's not the part that you've ever focused on to, to the outside world. Like you've done all of the inner work and the like time and effort to really just have it a part of you, but not the part that controls how you run your life. 
Yeah, I think the teen mom thing is a great example too, Haley. And I think that that's a great way for you to relate it. You know, if you are a person who um, who doesn't have any experience with this or has never experienced any type of mental health, it's like any other obstacle. Like, so Haley was a teen mom. I was also a teen mom. And like, I just don't look at things like that. I, I almost would rather not mention those types of things in certain situations because I don't want like a free pass card. I don't want like a pity party. I don't, I don't want to exploit the things about me that are a part of me to like manipulate how people treat or feel about me, if that makes sense. And I think you feel the same way. It's like, yeah, this was definitely a part of us, but you're neutral about it. It's not the main focus of your life because it was an important part of your life and it created the person that you are, but it's not, it's not when you stop and, and put up your house, you know? Yes. But I think Hannah, like, and this is where it's a part of the story. And this is why I wanted you to share it because every single one of us has a story that makes you uniquely you. And we connect with people on their stories, their journeys, their struggles, the things that they go through, because chances are it's similar to something that we've gone through. And that's where I just think your story with this is so incredibly powerful. And it I don't even think you think anything of it at all. Cause you're like, no, it's just like, I'm still neutral. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Haley, yeah. If you think this is important to talk about, I can definitely talk about it. But like, I don't really, (laughs) well, I I don't really care. I think it brings insight to people like me who are fortunate enough not to have had that in their life really personally or in their immediate circle and family. Right. And so, like I said, this is such a foreign language to me. Like, I don't know how to ask these questions without being offensive. I don't know how to like say, you know, my opinion could, is, I think it has been for years, like really harsh because I didn't understand it. Um, But it's like, you bring this light to it and are able to connect with people. But think of like somebody, Hannah, they're going to hear this episode and their mental health is probably consuming a lot of their life. And I think especially with the last year that we've gone through, people who maybe didn't have mental health stuff happening are now. Or people who have maybe had it really good in check. Like this year has thrown people into a spiral Mm -hmm. and it's hard to get out of. I know like even for me personally, and maybe this was a form of depression or anxiety that I wasn't aware of. I had a really hard time this in um, 2020, like in the late spring, early summer with just being in this funk of what our, what life was. And I don't, I don't know if that was depression, anxiety, maybe it was, but like, I just think you're now this person or like that people can connect with and be like, holy cow, like, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Like I can get through this. I, I don't have to let this run and dictate my life. Like I can have it be a part of my life, but it doesn't have to be my whole entire story. And I think that 
is what I love. It, like I said, it's just not your whole story. It's just like a chapter in your book. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like anything else I, I have accepted as um, a part of me and I don't fight it anymore because I, because it's such a, a dark, painful thing. And because I looked it in the face and was like, you're not going to win. Yeah. You know, even when it does, like, even when I do have hard days, I still, I still know that it's not, it's not like, um, it's not going to win. So I like let myself have hard days. Like I, I will allow myself like the hard day and just be like, okay, you know, you have six more hours until you can go to sleep. And then when you wake up tomorrow, it's going to be a different day. So like, that's kind of how I look at it. If I can get through, you know, like the hard day and then start over the next day, it's like, okay, well, the next day is either going to be different or it's going to be, you know, it's either going to be better or it's going to be harder. And then, you know, you go from there. Maybe I call my doc and let him know, Hey, like not feeling so great. Or, you know, maybe I just uh, call a friend and like talk to them about it. I don't know. But I, I think, I think it's just such a, it's such a, um, I don't know how else to say this without being like an asshole. Uh, it's like such a, it's like such a pussy move to be like, Oh, I'm depressed. Like, that's it. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we have so many resources at our disposal and I know how painful it is too. So I get like, I get that move. Like I really do. Cause that's, that's the move. Cause you feel the worst you've ever felt, but like you still have like moments where you're like, you know, I could probably like make a phone call. I could probably like make a doctor's appointment, you know? So I think to just like, accept it yeah. and not fight back is such like a I don't know that isn't in me yeah thank god you know and I I do think that like having my kids early <clears throat> was like the universe or god's way of being like of kind of saving me in a way because like when you have children um you know you can't not get up you can't right. not feed them you can't not take them to school like there will be even bigger consequences for that. So it's like, I think that helped me a lot push through um, and create better habits for me and better structure. Yeah. Because if I didn't have kids, honestly, like I'd probably be a mess because, um, you know, I wouldn't have that, like that rhythm of like, okay, we get up, we get everybody breakfast. We do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do have a question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for somebody who struggles with anxiety, depression, how is it best for people in their life to support them? Is it better for them to – because, like, I know, like, sometimes, like you said, you need to have the hard day and you need – And you probably need people to like 
understand and like feel that hard day with you like I would assume maybe like you want to talk about it and just like hey I'm having a hard day like just maybe think of me or you want like your best friend to come over and crawl in bed with you I don't know or and maybe there's a time and place for each so this is my question or is it like that hey like I know this shit is hard but like we have to get it together like how can I support you how can I help help you get out of this like is there a way to do that or is this such a like personal journey for each person that somebody from the outside looking in they can't even help and support I don't I don't think I don't think we should ever say you can't help and support because I think you can okay but I do think it is very individual so it's um depending on your relationship with that person um if they're you know if they're just like my husband's a good example um you know he's seen it all but has never experienced any of it yeah so he has kind of learned that like okay if I'm having a really really hard day he'll give me like a four to six hour time frame usually like where he's like okay you know you just whatever have the day be unproductive you know as long as we don't have anything going on like yeah like just lay around and then you know he'll kind of check on me and be like hey you want to take a walk or hey um like he'll he'll bring me back to like normal life stuff like hey did you deposit that check like hey what's going on so like he'll kind of insert normal routine everyday life stuff back into my little world so that I don't get like too out of touch yeah and then kind of see how it is from there but like I definitely think it, it's, it kind of depends, right? You know, you're, yeah, you're your own worst enemy in in this case. So it's like, if someone is close enough with you that knows you and your struggle, then I think it's absolutely appropriate for them to try different ways of being like, Hey, I'll come, you know, we'll do movie marathon day and just hang out on a snow day or whatever. Or like, hey, you got to get up and we're going to go walk the dog right now. Like, and, you know, it kind of pulls like a David Goggins on you a little bit. Like, so I I think it just, it's honestly, I can't speak for other people, but I think um, when you develop a close relationship with someone who's currently struggling with any type of mental health issue, um, number one, you're an angel. And number two, um, you know, you just have to feel them out and just be, be yourself and be, uh, you know, good to them and whatever feels appropriate at right. that moment. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's just such a, it's just such a weird thing that is categorized by these general mm. names. But like, I, I don't think that's even fair because I think it, it is very different for, for every person. I also think too, some people resist getting help because it's like, they like the attention of, of, you know, um, saying like, Oh, I'm depressed or, Oh, I'm anxious. And I'm like, I don't, you know, to me, I'm so like counterculture that I'm like, it's like cool now, (laughs) or it's like something that people like, it's like, they want to be a part of this club. And I'm like, Oh you you literally want to be in like the most miserable pain like or you want to like 
feel hopeless like okay be a part of that club but like I don't wear that patch on my sleeve you know what I mean like it's not something to be showy about so I I feel this like I'm probably the biggest asshole ever when it comes to mental health because I'm like I'm like don't do that to us (laughs) like don't make it a cool kids club you know what I mean but I I also don't shame people because I'm not ashamed of it do you think there are people that are ashamed of it. Do you think there are people who are ashamed of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they're older. Um, you know, I, I think for sure my mom's generation, you know, people born in 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, that was when, you know, people first started talking about it. So I definitely think that there was kind of two schools of thought as far as like whether you were batshit crazy or whether, you know, it was just like swept under the rug and well, not talked about. Okay. And like, I guess I don't want to ever defend anybody that's like trying to sweep anything under the rug by any means, but I just feel like I can almost relate to that because it's like, it's something that like I've said this whole time, like I can't relate to, and I don't want to make that as an excuse. And I think that's why like, this was such a great conversation. Um, but it's like, how, what can those of us that don't get it and like, who knows, maybe we'll get it someday. Like maybe we'll have that experience where it happens to us. Like, what can we do like to either understand or, um, I don't know. I just, I think you just, yeah, I think you, the most important thing I think um, to keep in mind is that it is real. So I think some people, when they've never experienced something, you know, humans typically in order to believe something, they need to right. see it or experience it. So I, and that's why I honestly, like, I really don't, I feel so neutral about it because I'm like, I get it. If you've never experienced it or if you don't, know what it looks like or feels like like why would you understand I would never be mad at somebody for for like not like giving or yeah or being like uh they're just using that as like as like a crutch I'm like I understand why people think that way because if you've never felt it and don't understand it you it doesn't seem real to you it just seems like people are using this made up and thing I is think an excuse. That is where, like, I'll so be I, super vulnerable with you guys. For most of my life, that's where I lived with it. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. really taken, like, some people, some of my close friends, like, kind of really breaking it down and explaining it. And it's given me this new insight on it that I'm very appreciative of because I, I think I'm that kind of a harsh person sometimes when it comes to like. Just like that, and I don't want to say because I don't think it's always a victim mentality with mental health, but I think a lot of times it can be. And so it's like, I think it's so good for people to be able to paint a picture. Um, And it's been humbling for me to be like, okay, like you need to check yourself. Like there is more to this than it's not just that they're like throwing themselves a pity party. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I definitely think it's interesting because, you know, looking at the people I'm closest with in my life and am vulnerable with and really spend the most time with, 
I make a point to surround my people, myself with people like you that don't, number one, give attention to it and don't like um, encourage that pity party. And that that's something that I do to keep myself um, kind of accountable and in line too, because like, you know, you are, you are who you hang out with. And if you go into a barbershop, you're going to end up with a haircut at some point, you know, it's that old saying, it's like, so I'm not going to hang around with a bunch of other people that have mental health issues, whether resolved or unresolved or treated or untreated, like intentionally, because like, that's not the, that's not the crew I'm like looking to like I'm not going to that that group meeting because I don't want to be there because I know like how I I know the illness can be very unstable so it's like I purposely try to surround myself with stable people people that are productive people that hold themselves accountable you know like and that's a very intentional thing for me I don't want to like I don't want to hang out in like the, the, I don't know, the place with all the crazy <laughs> people like myself. <laughs> and I, I'm allowed to say crazy people too, you know, cause it's like, I get it, man. But like going back to your question, I think, I think the best thing that people who've never experienced this can do is just like, uh-huh. know that it's real. Like it is um, like, it's right. a very real thing, Healy. And I, I know you know that now, and but I can completely understand why people would feel the way you would feel too, because like it, I think it is people do milk it, you know, to an extent. Um, and I think people don't fight mm-hmm. for themselves enough, yeah. you know, and, and I know which is really, really hard to do when, when you're um, in the middle of this, but I, I think that just acknowledging and respecting that it's a real thing. Um, no one would ever choose to feel this way. Oh my God. No one would ever choose to feel this way, um, on purpose. And that it's okay not to play into it, but you, you do have to respect it for what it is and know that it's, it's a real thing and you should count your freaking lucky stars that you have never experienced it, you know? Um, but I, I do understand, like, I understand your feelings about it too, because, um, I think because I know that there's, there's resources and I know, I know it's hard when you're in it, but you know, for me, I didn't have to stay there. Um, and that's not where I wanted to be. And that doesn't mean I don't like backslide a little bit sometimes and like get caught up in it but I like always still right pop back up I'm like a white walker um <laughs> but I yeah I just know that it's real and just it's you don't you don't have to like play into people and be super fake and sympathetic and you know dote on people but um I think respect is always just a good baseline for anything. I think, I guess, like, I've just always tried to listen, um, I think, and. While you're rolling your eyes so hard in your mind. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> that's how no, I am sometimes. And, okay, like... sometimes maybe, sure. But, like, on... Yeah. I don't know. I think because, like, it's something that I do want to understand. But you get... I do think you get to that point where it's like, okay, come on. Like, we have to tell ourselves a different story no matter what it is we're going through. You know, anxiety, depression, yeah. mental health or not, right? Like... I was in this story. This is so stupid to even compare it to, but it's the only thing I can relate to. No, it, that's such a good, that's such a good thing to bring up is like, I've chosen not to make it a part of my story because I know how dangerous that is. And I've seen people make it a part of their story and it's not where I'm trying to go. So like, yet, yes, it is a fact in my life that is technically a part of my life story, but like the story in my mind that I tell myself or the story, you know, I present to people when I first meet them, yeah. that's, it's not in there. Yeah. It's not in there. So, sorry, go I ahead. What was, what what's the, say. no, 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 no. Tell me what you're, uh, you said I really a part of your story that you had to change. Oh, oh, oh. Just with like the story of like COVID and quarantine and I had, like mine was just bitterness, I think, um, I was just angry for a, like a long time about the situation with having to shut my business down and not being able to work. And then I just like all of the rules and the guidelines. And it was like, what's the point of even working with, with things like this? And I don't know. So I think even just that, and I wallowed in it for a very, very long time, um, like probably six months. And it was terrible. Um, but I think, and this is maybe my version of like getting help for something that I struggled with. Like that is when I hired my business coach. Cause I was like, I can't pull myself out of my own funk here. Like I need help pulling, getting myself out of this space. And that's where he came into play and truly like changed my life in every aspect of this or in every way. And it's been the best thing that I've ever done. So I don't know. That's kind of where my mind goes and how, no. like, I feel like it. That's a great, that, I mean, that's a great example. That's a great example of something that could happen to someone, you know, like me who um, is on medication for depression, but, you know, something from the outside happens and kind of throws you back into, um, you know, he slips you back into depression and, um that that exact scenario could play out with me even if my meds were balanced you know what I mean so like I think it's good to keep in mind um that like a healthy body is a healthy body so if you're like super depressed and anxious but like you know like eating ice cream every day and like not moving your body then like that's not working in your benefit like so I I think Definitely. And Haley, I would almost, I'm no physician, but I would almost speculate to say you had a little tinge of depression because you weren't working out as much. Um, you know, you were forced to kind of be isolated into a very small, you know, group of people like your family and stuff. So you weren't seeing like outside people as much. And, um, you did the right thing. You reached out, you know, for help. You were honest with yourself. You were in a really painful mental state, but you didn't want to stay there, you know? So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know whether it was just 
and 2020 <laughs> is just such a shit show so I don't know but it's you know it sounds to me like kind of times that I've experienced in in my journey with depression stuff um right and that's the thing is no one is exempt it can right. like pop up and go away it can be um a lifelong situation but like I think the point is is that like it's a real thing um it's something that you know tons of people experience so you're not alone and um there's there's help there's resources like it's 2021 like we have the most resources now you know people live their whole lives in excruciating you know mental and physical pain with no medication for hundreds and thousands of years like we don't have to do that so if anything it should be exciting that like technology and medicine and science has like come such a a long way and like you can have such such a fulfilling and like joyful life you know if if you if you reach out and you know find I think finding a good family doctor is the most important thing that um, people can do and then um, I don't know just I don't know it's just so different for everyone. So it's like hard to, yeah. I'm like, some people do need to be hospitalized. Some people are just being lazy and need to get up, you know, like call it what you want. I don't know. Well, and I'm sure it like is probably like a roller coaster, Um, right? Where you have like your peaks and then you have your valleys and like you need different things depending on where you're at on the ride. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that life? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? so it's like a magnified version of like what every human ever has ever experienced so it's if it's too much to handle and you want to end life then yeah you got to get help to like kind of like water that down a little bit so that you're not feeling it so intensely because that's not healthy but it's like but everyone else is dealing with that too hopefully because that's how we you know get right stronger and better Um, but yeah, I I think the big takeaway from this is that if like Haley, if you've never experienced it, just like you have to respect it and know that it's like a very, very terrible monster that like is real, but you luckily just can't see it or have never seen it. Um, and that it doesn't have to be who you are. Like, and, and, and like me, it doesn't have to, it's not who I am, but it's also, it's not, it's not a family secret. Right. I'm like hiding in the attic either. Like I'll talk about it very openly, but yeah. like, then I move on, you know? So you can, you can make it a neutral part of your life. Um, that's a fact, but it's yeah. not, it's not the focus. <sighs> I'm like nervous um, for this episode to come out. I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> I, I literally could not care one way or the other. I feel like yeah. I know it will help people, but I'm just so, like, I think, too, because I've talked about it so much throughout my life. And, like, it's just been a thing that, like, for whatever reason, I've been able to just neutralize. So, like, I'm like, eh, whatever. But I know that this, yeah, this will so. be. I um, hope it's helpful and I hope. 
I mean, maybe they won't. What if no one cares? Like, I'm just I mean, whatever. They're just talking again. <laughs> when it comes to no, when it comes to mental health, I feel like people have they very do, they do, and I think sometimes. that's why it just makes my stomach turn a little bit because it's like I just hope everybody, like I said at the beginning, like can hear like my heart, and I don't want to sound like a dick. <laughs> No, you're not. You're not a dick at all. And I value you so much too for like even telling me like, Hannah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I when you told me that, like, I had no idea that like you were one of those people. Like, and I was like, really? Like, I I don't know. It's 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 so interesting to get your perspective about like how you felt I when I shocked. told you that. I because, just was like so um, shocked. You're like, no, tell me no. Please, you're <laughs> well, not one I of those people. I think you just didn't fit. I hate to say the stereotype, but like a little bit. like No, it's okay. What A lot of what I had experienced. Yeah. Like I had known you for uh, – you literally just told me this, like I would say within the last year. So I had known you for almost four years, and you were just sharing this information with me where I feel like – like so and it was very casual and too. It, I don't know it felt like a bomb <laughs> dropped on my yes and you're like you're like excuse me what see and I don't even yeah. remember this conversation so it was That's just how, like, different than what I had ever experienced in that type of like conversation because like I said most everybody that I have known it's just been like already very out in the open that and I, I don't know. And not that, like I said, not that you were hiding it, but it was, it was just never something that you focused on or really brought up a lot. And that has not been my previous experience. So that's, I think, why it was so shocking to me. Yeah, I think I've, I've just seen so many people use it in such a yeah unuseful way that I yeah. just... I never wanted to be like that. I've certainly probably had moments where like I, you know, used it as an excuse when I was like younger in high school or whatever. But like overall, I just I don't like victims. Yeah. Like I don't like the victim thing either. I really don't like like when people pull the victim card. Um because you and I have arguably been victims in our life, you know what I mean? Of certain circumstances, not necessarily to a another human but like you and I could have easily rolled over and been played the victim card but like I don't like that shit and like that's not helping anyone yeah so I just um I don't know I I really made it a point to never do that so like I said yeah it's just it's just a fact um I can't I can't change it I don't ignore it but I don't I don't yeah. fly the flag. I don't, you know, like, because it's not something I don't want to give attention to it. It's almost like when, when your kid's being bad or when, you know, whatever, it's like the more attention you give to it, the uglier it can get and the worse yeah. it, the situation is. It's not a positive thing. I don't want to, yeah. you know, but I'm not ashamed. So, um, I do too. I hope this does help. Maybe give a different perspective about how to like 
live and I, it's it gave me some self insight too like I, I never really thought of myself as living living like yeah, positively and I, with I really my think health. you do but who also knows? maybe too like for those of you who do have mental health and like you have people in your life that don't really seem to get it like maybe I can offer you a different perspective of like why you know what I mean like so mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> Yeah, Derek helped me with that, too, because he was literally just, he was bamboozled. Like, he was like, I don't know what I'm looking at right now. And Mm -hmm. so, like, I had to, and that was interesting to me because I'd never been super close with someone who absolutely, like, was like, yeah, yeah. wait, what is this? You know? And that gave me, like, that, he was the first person to show me that, like, some people just never experience this and, like don't have any issues with it, but can still be, um, you know, very compassionate and understanding to, yeah. and close with people that, you know, do experience it. Also, let me know my meds were working because I was like, <laughs> okay, like once I got better, yeah. I felt a little more, you know, like, I'm like, am I one of you now, Derek? And he's like, no, you're still crazy, but you're acting normal. <laughs> am I one of you? Jesus. Yeah, but it does, it did. I know it did help balance me because I'm like, am I, am I, I don't know. And you have to like, I feel like that's where my sense of humor has come from too, because like, you know, um, the, like the wound is where the light gets Mm. thin, you know? So like that, that's what I think of. Like if you've been in extreme pain like that, and then you've come out on the other side. Like, you almost have to, like, have a sense of humor about it. Right. it's like, yo, that shit is rough. Like, straight up did not want to be a part right. of life anymore. But, like, I'm here. Thank goodness you're here. So, um. Ugh. Just <laughs> well, thank so you. so much joy to my life. I appreciate so. that. Thanks, well, you bring buddy. joy to mine. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I would say if you guys have questions, ask us, but please don't ask us anything about this episode. (laughs) Maybe just just like just don't. No, just or professional. Yeah, yeah, or cheer us on for for having a hard conversation. And if you guys like hate me now, I kind of get it, but like, please just don't just don't tell me. (laughs) I don't think anybody. No, I don't think anybody hates you, Haley. I think that you were. You were brave for wanting to talk to me about it. I'm sure there's so many people in life that, like, I don't know, maybe change their opinion about someone negatively when they, you know, find out that they've struggled um, with mental health issues or are just too afraid to, like, ask questions. Like, I think that's another thing, too, with, like, knowing that it's real. Like, it's okay to ask questions. It's not like, you know, I'm just... I'm just doing the best I can with the cards I've been dealt. I don't know how it feels to feel any different. Yeah. So like I'm very open. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> guys, we're just us. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with this episode. Hopefully it's helpful in some way. Don't ask us questions, please. <laughs> I think it will. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it will be. I think honesty yeah, I is always the best policy. So. I love you too, Fran. Um, I love you and I love this podcast. Yes, and thank you guys, you guys for listening if you made it this far.
Bye.